Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tapped out, Bazemore takes it away from Hayward. Bazemore on the run. Hood stops his progress. Hayward spikes it off the glass. All the way into the front court. You are locked on jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for Thursday, the 23rd of February. It's trade deadline day, and this is the morning edition of Locked On Jazz, live on Facebook. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Good morning to you. Hope you're enjoying this. Uh, day and hope you have a or hope you have a great day. All right, here's the deal for the Thursday show. Uh, with the trade deadline at one, anything we talk about today is dead by one o'clock. So I wanted to get a short edition out. Usually, I do some sort of live show for you uh, on, but it's a little difficult today because we fly at one thirty. Uh, so I can't do it for my house. Uh, there's a chance I'll go down, go to practice. When practice is over, head over to the arena and try to get something done from there uh, to try to get something for you. So that's that's kind of the plan today, if that uh, if that makes any sense. Um, and hopefully we uh, fulfill your needs. So this is going to be kind of a short, compact, uh, shorter edition show just to kind of give you the latest uh, of what's taking place uh, and, and what I think is going to take place along the way. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. It's the number one place to buy uh, tickets online to any event, concert, whatever it might be. Use the promo code LOJAZZ, and you can get $20 back as a rebate after your first purchase. They'll send you 20 bucks. So SeatGeek is right on your phone, uh, and you can download it. Here it is. It's right on your phone, and you download it. Now, anytime you want to go to an event, you just type the event in. SeatGeek will compile all the different opportunities and ticket places for you, get you uh, the best deals by showing you a ticket score on each and every uh, ticket that's out there. And uh, we'll have that for you, uh, then the best deal available. It's kind of cool. Whatever arena, sorry, there's news flying at me and things like that right now, just trying to see what's... um, What's, if anything, is breaking. So, nonetheless, uh, use SeatGeek. Use it to go to any ticket, concert, venue, whatever it might be. On the road. I check it on the road a lot. Uh, if there's an event coming up, if there's a concert I might want to see on one of our off days. Uh, we're in D.C. coming up here for an off day and Oklahoma City. So, I've checked SeatGeek to see if anything's are going on. Uh, put a ticket. And you can also put a price alert uh, on those events. So, download the SeatGeek app right here on your phone. Then... Go to the settings tab, enter in LO Jazz. You'll get a $20 rebate on your first purchase. It's the number one place to use it because, one, they compile all the places. Two, they give you the ticket score. And three, it's secure and right there to your phone. It's making ticket buying easy. All right, let's get uh, – we always do pins across the world, but today we're not. I'm just going to just get right into it, give the update. Uh, I was at jazz practice last night. Everybody participated. Uh, 
Joel Ballenboy's in the D-League. Uh, some people thought it was the first time all 14 guys had participated in practice, which is kind of interesting. There was good bounce to practice. Guys seemed energized. Everyone was happy to see everybody. Uh, Derek Favors had fun with the media about his tweet. And from a Jazz standpoint, I think the Jazz has been involved. I think they were involved in the Lou Williams talks. He went to Houston. It's a huge win for the Rockets. I'll break that down tonight. I'll do a Lockdown NBA about all of the deals. Uh, and what's taking place. The big win to me so far is not the Pelicans. The big win to me so far uh, is the Rockets, and I'll break that down with Pac for you uh, tonight. Uh, speaking of the Pelicans, it looks as though Jake Madison, host of Lockdown Pelicans, who's uh, been killing it the last few days after their big trade, is listening in and saying good morning uh, from New Orleans. Uh the Darren Williams stuff has been talked about. I mentioned it yesterday, but I'll mention it again. Uh, I don't think the door on Darren returning is closed, uh, but I don't think now is the time for it. Uh, it doesn't really match up. You really There's no need to stunt Dante's growth. You need Dante to play the last 25 games of the season. Uh, you need Dante to continue to develop. You need to figure out where Dante is. We still have a lot of unanswered questions, uh, frankly, on who we are as a franchise uh, and where we are. One, there's two interesting thought exercises from a jazz standpoint, I think, as we head into the final aspect. One is, if you're making a trade at this point, you're probably making a trade uh, for one of three reasons. One is you're relieving some financial burden that's upcoming, but as we've talked about, you don't have to do that now. Uh, so there's not, and you usually do those from a spot of weakness rather than strength. Uh, the second one is you're making a trade for a player that is going to increase your chances for moving from the first round to the second round. Now, I know this is a weird question, but let me ask this. How, what's the value there? Um, what, what's the value uh, of winning a first-round playoff series, getting to the second round? Like, Are you willing to give up a first-round draft pick for that? Are you willing to give up a player that you have under contract for a few years, is it, it particularly if it's for a rental, is that really that important? I know that sounds weird, but think about it a little bit. That's the thought exercise that the Jazz have to be having here a little bit, is how important is that to go in advance just to, to – I mean, is it a huge deal? Does it save Gordon Hayward from going somewhere else in free agency? Um, so in that sense, I think it's – an that's an interesting thought exercise, okay? So that's, like, how important is it really to win that first playoff series, and what are you willing to sacrifice to be able to do it? Draft picks for the Jazz are more important than ever because of the fact that they're going to be pushing up on the salary t- cap at $100 million. If you can get players that are low draft picks, like the Jazz are going to have this two first-round draft picks this year, and you can get them to be on your roster at low numbers, that's pretty important. Now... On the other side, you're already going to have Joel Ballenboy on your roster next year. Uh, and so do you? are you really planning to have roster spots 13, 14, 15 all be young players? And the answer is probably yes. The answer is probably yes to that. Okay, so that's thought exercise one. Here's thought exercise two. This one's really hard. If Boston, in fact, is going to offer the Brooklyn pick for Jimmy Butler or Paul George, which I believe they will, at some point they will – they will offer the Brooklyn pick to Chicago or Indiana for Paul George or Jimmy Butler. In turn, I think it's fair to assume that they'll offer it to Utah too. So if suddenly Boston were to offer you the top the Brooklyn pick, which will be one, two, or three in the draft, and I would guess 
one player, maybe two, out of the collection of Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Avery Bradley, and Jay Crowder. And for Gordon Hayward, it would mean pushing the reset button again. Would you do it? I think it's a really interesting thought exercise. Uh, one is you have a risk. Gordon's a free agent. Like Gordon, Gordon decides he wants to go live in Miami and restart the their franchise, wants to live in L.A. and, and be Magic's main guy. You get nothing. Here you're offered a potential top three pick for him. My answer to this, by the way, and I don't usually, I, I think it's a thought exercise. But here's what I think, why I think the thought exercise is interesting. On paper, I think the right move would be to take that offer. Uh, that's why I think Chicago probably takes that offer by the end of the day and Jimmy Butler ends up being a Celtic. But in reality of where we are as a franchise, who we are as a franchise, what we've been through as a fan base to try to um, get back into the playoffs and be competitive, I'm not sure I'd do it. Then I think it's probably not the right move. If your sole and only goal is to win a championship, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. You win championships with top three picks who turn into superstars. You might miss the way certain teams have missed in the past, and then you're really screwed because then you got nothing for Gordon Hayward. But if you're trying to just win a championship, that's actually the way to do it. If that's your one and only goal. So I think those two thought exercises are really interesting from a jazz standpoint. First, what is it you're willing to uh, give up just to win a playoff series? Or at least put yourself in a better position to win a playoff series. We're going to make the playoffs. Um, And then second, uh, if Boston's offering that to Chicago, do you swoop in and say, well, well, here you go. Um, I, I think those are very uh, difficult questions. Uh, Here's what I think happens today, um, league-wide. From the Jazz standpoint, I think the most likely scenario is the Jazz do shelf and Mack a solid uh, and and give him an opportunity to go play somewhere. But Cleveland's been the team that's been most interested in shelf and Mack, and now they're very hot into the Darren Williams situation. So there might not be that spot. Uh, And... Frankly, having Shelvin here for the second half of the season is pretty important to the Jazz, too. If, if anything goes awry, he's he's pretty solid. Uh, he has not played as well recently, but I'm sure I'm sure that uh, he'll get kind of back to himself here. The transition out of starting back to the bench was, was strange for him. Um, I think there's going to be, first of all, it already has been an insane tread deadline. Ibaka moving, DeMarcus Cousins moving, discussions involving Paul George and Jimmy Butler. I mean, it's just the movement is is unprecedented. Carmelo Anthony, Blake Griffin. Uh, I think the movement is unprecedented. Boston's another one, by the way. Or Clippers are another one. Would Boston give you that pick for Blake Griffin? I mean, that allows the Celtics to hit a little bit. Well, first of all, if they get Jay Crowder, they might still be really good, right? Um, if Or Avery Bradley. You know, if they suddenly go get... Um, Chris Paul, J.J. Redick, Avery Bradley, DeMarcus, or DeAndre Jordan have some sort of fort wing, play small. I don't know. If they, particularly if they can 
play around with some pieces there. Um, and they have a top three pick. They've they found a way in an impossible situation to actually build, rebuild their franchise and hit the reset button a little bit. For someone who's going to be a free agent, I'm still not convinced that Blake and Chris bring the best out of each other. I mean, that top three pick is it's a big deal. I mean, you might get one, right? You might get the first pick of the draft, and then you've got to figure out whether you think somebody in this draft is is what other top one picks have been. Now, usually, you know, John Wall's top one pick. It takes a while, um, so it's not an immediate thing. Uh, so I, I do think, first of all, this trade deadline's been insane, and I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of movement, even if just deals like last night where Ilyasova uh, got moved to Atlanta from Philadelphia. I think there's just going to be a tremendous, tremendous uh, amount of movement and a set of deals that just kind of run down one after another starting around noon today, uh, mountain time. And uh, the only other, and, and one of the reasons is I think a lot of these deals have been done somewhat early so that teams can set up their next move. Uh, and that's really the sign, like, that there's multiple moves teams are going to be making. I think Brooke Lopez is going to get moved. I think Andre Drummond could get moved out of Detroit. Uh, Jalil Okafor is going to get moved in all things. The Derek Rose, Ricky Rubio stuff is is real. Uh, I, I think Boston's going to unload the back of a of Brink's truck and lure one of these guys in, which frankly is good for the Jazz because it takes away uh, the Gordon Hayward landing spot if it's Jimmy Butler. Uh, so I, I really think uh, we're going to see a nutty, crazy, insane trade deadline. Uh, that's my uh, expectation. Uh, let me see if any questions have come in. Um, and and I'll be trying, I'll try to do something. Um, but I haven't quite figured out what that is yet. Um, uh, a lot of Darren questions. I, I, I don't think the Darren door is closed. Um, I do think Darren would like to come back to Utah. I don't think right now is the time for it. It doesn't really match for where the Jazz are. Um, you know, the George Hill situation, it's really interesting in the offseason. And so that's, you know, if George Hill's $24 million a year, is that actually a contract you're willing to sign, or are you then going with some combination of something like Dante Exum and Darren Williams instead? If George Hill is 16, 17, $18 million a year, well, then that changes um, a great deal. But you also better be pretty certain if you do that that you know Dante's never going to develop. This is where Boston, I think, has to... The Dante situation and the ACL obviously makes it worse, but I also think that, the, that this is an example of why Boston actually should move this pick is because it's almost impossible to have two different parallel paths going at the same time, which is developing of players and trying to win big uh, top four in each conference at the same time. And uh, and I think, you know, we see how hard it is with Dante right now trying to make sure he's still developing. With Trey Lyles, like Trey Lyles, I could make a strong argument, ends up playing very few minutes in the next 25 games. And now all of a sudden you're stunting his growth and you're trying to have these parallel paths, and I think that's that's very difficult. Uh, Ryan wants to know my opinion. Is, should we move favors? Um, I, I do not think so. Um, I, I think the West is actually pretty big, and you you need him around. Uh, two, I'm entirely biased because he's one of my favorite guys to have around. Uh, let's be honest about that. I really would just be so bummed if we moved him. Uh, but at some point, we do have a decision financially that we have to make of where we're allocating our resources. And if Rudy Gobert is uh, 
are big in the middle uh, and is probably pretty untouchable right now, there are scenarios in which you can make the franchise better uh, by moving Derek. And if one of those, you know, if one of those scenarios arises, then you probably have to consider it. I don't think they're going to arise now. I'm hoping that Derek gets healthy, plays a really good next 25 games, and then everyone sits down and tries to figure out what's best. Do those two combine to, uh, as a nice combination? Uh, is there is there anything to, um, you know, is that a combination that can win offensively and defensively, or is it uh, something which the Jazz don't have the money? to be able to allocate half your salary cap to your two forwards in an, in the end, in the bit, you know, to both your bigs. And so you decide that you're going in some other direction. That's a decision that comes down, uh, down the road. But I, I think for the playoffs and everything else, Derek is going to become more and more valuable each and every day. That is Trade Deadline Day edition of Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, there's a chance. Keep your eyes out for another show today. I just haven't figured out. Uh, logistically when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen, and I will talk to you soon. Hi, you've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a tailgate, and I want our style to stand out from the crowd. Just go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's got all the latest fall styles. Plus, during Old Navy's colossal sale, you'll save up to 50% off store-wide. Did you say up to 50% off? I did, so don't sit on the sidelines. Old Navy has the perfect pants from 19 bucks, stylish dresses from 15 bucks, and comfy tees for the family from just 6 bucks. right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We're cheering for Old Navy. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 10-2 to 10-10. Select styles only.